Welcome to another episode of What is Unplugged, and I'm here with my friend Tesh. Hello, Kese. How are you? And um, how are you, our uh, listeners? Welcome to another episode of uh, Artists Unplugged. Yes, uh, it's very interesting because you we you will hear many 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 very different type of uh, artist, and uh, you know it's Artists Unplugged. So you're going to hear from their mouth what they've done, how things are. and uh, you know canada is really uh, it's it's a i think it's like a talent house mm-hmm. if you see so many people in hollywood they are canadians you know in the music industry in actors acting department you know arts fine arts Absolutely. and uh, there are still many more who have done fabulous things you know for themselves and for canadians mm-hmm. yeah yeah canada canada is a country which attracts a lot of talent across the board and uh, um but there are some flip sides to the coin as well as as we were discussing there are these people who ha- are very accomplished artists at their own in their own countries or the places they come from but when they come to canada it's a little difficult they are in those survival jobs sometimes so let's uh let's talk to someone who uh, yeah yeah i mean a, you know there are some there are people who have who yeah, have broken this barrier have broken this barrier so, and yeah. there are people who are there are Can- there's a lot of canadian talent as well role model yeah and so. you know we are going to talk to somebody she is multi talented uh, she is an actor she is an advertising and marketing pro she is a model she is a model with one of the top stars of india and uh, she's acted in uh, hollywood movies she is a writer she is a spoken work artist and uh, she is also a very strong supporter of women especially you know uh, abused women mm-hmm. and guess what she is the right hand person of our premier duck ford <laughs> <laughs> so okay. you with, heard her laugh without further ado let's uh, welcome miss upeka jain hello hello thank you so much for having me and what a big intro my gosh thank you <laughs> i thought i <laughs> I, I, i had still some more things to say yeah. oh, please no 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 that's quite enough i think we prepared a list of uh, those uh, you know achievements <laughs> no, i think i think i think she she will tell us <laughs> yeah you know yeah i know it's great to be here thank you so much for having me I yeah and and, and 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 upeka is very pretty Oh, thank you. You can't tell on this podcast. No, we are going to take, take a selfie Khaled's and Take Khaled's word for it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, um let's uh, first introduce you to our audience. People already must be knowing about you, but some of them who don't. Mm-hmm. Let's introduce a little bit in your own words uh what are you currently doing? Okay. What I'm I currently doing it's very different from all of this introduction except that last part but I think about me it's uh I'm a Canadian girl grew up over here I had stars in my eyes and uh but of course like every I would say immigrant child you're told to get a good education first that you know you shouldn't just get into the arts because you never know the arts is a field that is volatile and it doesn't always promise a good uh financial backing mm-hmm. right? so your parents also pushed you towards engineering doctor you know you, i was lucky <laughs> that they didn't say engineer lawyer doctor but yeah. no but they did say um get an education okay. and something that's good and i think uh we come from a business family so my dad said get into business mm-hmm. at least do that 
So he did push me into that, but mm-hmm. I realized that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went to got my graduate degree in and that's what I started doing. But like I said, I had stars in my eyes. So I figure you got to take the leap at some point, you know, otherwise you don't want to live your life always wondering that, mm-hmm. oh my God, what if I had done this? Or what if I had made different choices? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I did. I took a leap of faith. I was very lucky that I had the support of my family. And I I had two choices. I was like, okay, Upeka, you love the entertainment world. You can either go to Hollywood or you can go to Bollywood, right? And at that time, when I made the decision to go over to uh, when I made the decision to change careers, Indian people weren't that prevalent on mainstream uh, TV, American. American. Yeah. 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 So I said, you know, let me go to sort of the, the place that might welcome me more. Mm-hmm. And that was India. So I chose to do that. I chose to go over to India. I won a couple of pageants on the way because I thought, hey, you know, it might be better to come there with like, you know how India is you, so you, you, were, you were Miss... Uh, I was Miss India. Yeah, Miss yeah, Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beauty queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was yeah. Uh, Miss World... Miss, Miss India, India Worldwide and Miss India Worldwide Canada. So first I became Canada, then I represented Canada in the world oh, stage. So perfect. I, yeah. So I thought going with... Because you know how obsessed India is with yes, beauty pageants. Yeah. So I thought, Chalo, yeah. let Fair me go something fair enough. Oh, don't get me started that's a <laughs> conversation oh, for a different podcast but um, yeah. so I went over there and I was fortunate I spent the last I would say eight years of my life over there working with uh, some of the top stars from Shah Rukh to Rithik to Katrina Priyanka um, Salman Khan and a whole bunch of others so I've worked with all of them in ads, in some films, in shows. I was an MC, And then finally I landed a uh, role on primetime Indian television on a Star Plus show. So that was like my big claim to fame. And so you, you follow Saathi your heart. Saath Nibhana. Saath Nibhana Saathi. Saath Nibhana Saathi. Okay. Yes. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, Vega, you followed your heart and you took a leap of faith. I did. Right? And, uh, and you went to India. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, just a little cliche, like Indian parents, uh, generally if their daughter wants to go abroad, yeah, and especially into the show business, yeah, they'll be like, oh my god! If they are not from the field, oh, they sure. will have the perception of what come they read in the magazines and mm-hmm. everything. So tell us how your parents agreed to, you know, saying, okay, follow your heart. You want to go to India, go to India, and you have all our support. So yeah. tell us something about it. So that was interesting because I've always been a part of um, the enter like. Dance and uh, drama has always been a part of my life. So my parents, it wasn't like a new, suddenly I woke up one day and I said, oh, I want to be an actress. So they were a little No, but bit, going to India. Yeah, going to India is different. Yeah. So they were a little, they were accustomed to me liking to be on stage and liking to be in that. And I had done a film while I was here as well and was into it. But then when the whole India thing came, of course, you know, they were completely like, oh my God, that world is the big bad world of Bollywood. What are you talking about? There's a casting couch, there's all of this. But they were supportive in that they said, okay, you listen to us and you got your degree and you got a good job. Now we'll listen to you. But my mom came with me. So that was the that was the deal that if you're going to go all the way over to India mom's going to come with you and I'm so thankful she did because as much as you know you think you've got it as a young woman 
India is a different ballgame. It, it is. Yeah. It's a different country and yeah. the cultural values are very different than to a Canadian-grown mm-hmm. uh, person. So mm-hmm. you have to be very careful uh, as well back in India. So. so so, Mama being with you, like, did she help you settle down and saying, okay, go, go. Ja, Simran, ja, ja. Simran, ja. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she stayed with me for almost a year, like a good uh, 10 months. Oh, oh that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really should, you know, now I'm a little bit older. I can really thank my parents. They lived apart for 10 months and, you know, it was just focused on me at that time. My brother came too okay. for support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, Jello, I'll, I'll, he was in uh, university at that time. He needed a break. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was, you, mom sort of helped, just even little things, logistical things, like getting a place to live, setting your home up. Getting like you know the the buys the the people that work in your house like all of yeah, these things. Yeah, there's no MLS. There's no MLS yeah. in India, so <laughs> exactly. you can't hire a real estate agent and get a house. Yeah. Exactly, you can't. Like yeah. And especially not eight years ago. Maybe now there might be, but you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, really, it was just a different world over there. Yeah. So so happy, and I didn't speak Hindi that well mm. when I went over. So mm-hmm. I was so happy to have my mom there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, there was also that time where you have to cut the umbilical cord. And then I was like, when I came from my yearly trip back to India, mom's like, do you need me to come back with you? I said, no, now you've set me up. Thank you so much. I got to do this on my own. Yeah. I and want to be in the that. ocean on my own and you know, figure yeah. out. So tell us, uh, Upeka, uh, you know, a lot of people struggle, you know, uh, if you mm-hmm. go to any industry, even in Canada, sure. especially India, which has got such a large television and film like it's it's equivalent to rest of the world mm-hmm. to find a you know get a break over there yeah and not only you know you managed to get into one of the top production house and got a very plump role yeah which went on for many years but you also got managed to break into the advertising mm-hmm. and appeared for some really cool brand with some very cool people yeah tell us how did it happen it was a lucky stroke or you did had you a strategy. Someone, did you know someone back in India through some contacts? Uh, like you it, had a strategy. How are you going to do it? You know, no and no. <laughs> I didn't know anybody, mm-hmm. and so family is there, but they're all in North India, in Bombay. That I we had nobody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized later how important it is to actually know people because people who lived in Bombay, they at least like, you know, as as big as Bombay is, it's actually small in certain circles, meaning you will know people. So you might have gone to school with, you know, David Dhavan's um, son, Varun Dhavan or whatever, you know people because the industry is so big over there. there. So there's some sort of connection when you grow up over there. When you're coming in as a complete outsider, zero connect right so you really have to work from the ground up so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a lucky stroke because I had to work pretty damn hard you know Mm -hmm. and I had to do the grind go to the massive uh cattle call auditions and do it like that until I figured out the way and then of course you know there are lucky strokes in that I bagged some advertisements and my journey started with advertisements so uh, tell us about the first break and what was your reaction um, and what are your parents reaction my first break was uh i think my first one was a maruti ad Oh, Maruti car ad. That's a huge yeah. brand back in India. That, that is a yeah. huge car brand back in yeah, India. Yeah. And it was my first one. And it was massive because we shot on the roads. And I don't know if, if anyone over here knows, but like shooting is just such a thing over there. So we had massive crowds. I wasn't a star or anything mm. like that, but I'm like, 
what? And people are waving, and it was my first sort of yeah. brush with celebrity, celebrity dub. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, Are you kill what? Yeah. Uh, this is great. This yeah. is why you do it. Part of the reason why you do it. But what was, what was the reaction when you first got the news that you have backed the project? Oh, it was after nine months. So it wasn't five months I was in uh, acting school and all of that. And then it was, you know, four months later, it was, I bagged the role. It was the happiest moment for me at that point because it was, and my parents. So the reaction was fabulous. And they were so supportive. Okay. Though I must say that before those four months, they were kind of like, Acha, hogya, maybe you should come di- come oh. back now. You know, you've spent a good eight months there. You thought you'd spend six. Why don't you come back? I was like, no, I think I have some more. I think I need to give it, you know, some more. But really, anyone who goes over there, my advice would be, do not think that five months, six months, seven months is enough. Like, you need to go with there at least... There's no time frame. There's no time frame, but you need to go with a couple of years. You know, anywhere. Even if you were to go to LA, go with that. Go yeah. with a couple of years. And I think you were... Uh, I wouldn't say lucky, but you got those right opportunities and you yeah. could do it in that certain time span. Mm-hmm. I think for some other person, it could be even longer. Sure. There's no, there's no, um, there's no formula, yeah. right? And there's mm-hmm. no, uh, there's no standard, yeah. right? So, I mean, I got that Maruti ad and then it sort of, the next one came was like a month later, which was with Shah Rukh Khan. And then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It was for Fair and Handsome, his endorsement. Mm -hmm. But that was just like phenomenal to work with him at that point. And then they sort of kept flowing, but it wasn't always like that. Um, okay, I, uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners who are uh, not from the South Asia. Oh, so okay, we just yeah. want to tell you, uh, sh- the brand Shah Rukh Khan is a very big actor. He's like, I would say, your Brad Pitt uh, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, India and Bollywood. But, I'm sure people maybe know about him. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. Maybe, I but, maybe, but not tell. so much. Uh, I agree. Not so much, yeah. 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 Um, so Ubega, Ubega has starred with one of the biggest stars. A movie star from of India. Bollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. In, in a commercial, so that was really, really special for me. But did he say, ooh, Upeka? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I should have, uh, yeah, no, I wish he did. We, we actually uh, had a sword fighting scene. Oh, okay. So that was a part of the script or whatever. So it was really cool. And then we're sword fighting together. So that's what it was. So, so you were determined that... I'm going to do something. You knew it somewhere yeah. that I, I've realized this is like a jungle. It's a big, mm-hmm. bad world. Yeah. And the whole community is from the area Bandra to Lokanwala. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> you have to survive there, right? You do. You have to survive. But I think you hit on, on a perfect point, Khaled, is that you need to have that mentality that I'm going to do it no matter what. And there's going to be people who are going to... This was a big thing. Sorry, I wanted to mention there's so many people out there who are willing to pull... Not willing, who are out there almost to pull you down. Mm-hmm. They're there to tell you what's wrong with you. They're there to tell you you're not you're not tall enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not uh, fair enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not whatever enough, talented enough, your Hindi sucks, like whatever it is, right? Uh, and you can let that get to you or yeah. you can keep moving forward. So I chose to keep moving forward. How do you do that? How did you face the adversities and you know such kind of people? I think growing up in Canada, you're very sheltered. And you don't face people. I think growing up in in the North American community, at, at least Canadian community, yeah. let me say, you're always 
people around you are always cheerleaders, you know? Oh, you did a great job. Here's a participation award. Here's yeah. this. So you're not used to people being like, yeah, no, you're not good enough. Next. But there's so many people in India Absolutely. that they're just willing to go next, next, next. Yeah, there are 1.3 billion people <laughs> back in India. Yeah. And it's just the population of Canada is just the population of Delhi. Um, yeah, 35, Delhi, uh, uh, which b- is Bombay. The, like, that's what I kept yeah, comparing. 35 yeah. million, which is, uh, which yeah. is nothing. So the competition yeah. back in India is huge. Be it academics, be it, you know, any yeah. field. So... Yeah, and in, in Bollywood, in, in that industry, in the film industry, film and TV industry, you don't only have the people from India. You have other people like me from all around the world. Absolutely, from who, Russia. From, from, oh my, then you're competing with women who aren't even Indian. Yeah. Because then you compete with, with Russians or Brazilians. Brazilians have a great because they sort of look brown, Indian, yeah. brown, but they're taller, they're skinnier, you know. Yeah. And so you you compete with them as well. It's it's ridiculous yeah. sometimes. From Sri Lanka. There, Sri Lanka, there so yeah. Many, so, so many yeah. places. They just, from England, from, and then you're competing with the... From Middle East as well. Middle Eastern, some. yeah. So many places. So it's really, really tough. Yeah, it is. So tell us, how did the experience in India mm-hmm. helped you grow as an artist? You know, what are the changes you found in yourself after, you know, being in India for, for so long? that long? Resilience, uh, belief in yourself and belief in the fact that if you put your mind to something, things can happen. And also, it also taught me that, listen, sometimes um, dreams change and that's also okay. You know, because I went in there thinking that, oh, okay, I want I want to be the top actress in Bollywood or something like that. Which, as I as I lived there, I realized it's a different ball game to get there. I wasn't willing to necessarily do the things that you needed to get there. So, um, you want, but you still want something. And initially, when I was there, they said, no, don't ever do TV. TV is not good and whatever. Uh, I took that in. But later I realized that TV actually reaches millions of millions more people of yeah, yeah. than, um, you know, film does. Yeah, the multiplexes are in all the major cities. But yeah. tier two, tier three cities do not have those multiplexes. They don't. But what and do they have? They all have TV. All have TV. All have, yeah. TV. All have actually, TVs. Yes, yeah. And so then getting on a Star Plus show, a primetime Star Plus, like their number one show, I just realized like, whoa, what an impact you can have and, in TV. And uh, 10 years... Uh, 10 years, uh, like in early 2000s yeah. or something, that's when TV actually exploded back in mm, India. There was mm-hmm. uh, cable and satellite introduced in uh, yeah. 90s. And TV is very aspirational as well mm-hmm. for Indian masses because sure. they would not have seen these dramas, these daily soaps are, yeah. are very popular back in India they because, are. because they are very aspirational. The, the people, they have not seen those things that they see on those uh, mm-hmm. TV serials. and It's a tier two, tier three cities you're talking about. They yeah. haven't seen those things. They haven't yeah. seen those and things. And so for them, it's like, wow, they look to TV for their fashion, for their jewelry choices, Absolutely. for all of that. And just to kitchen also... Kitchen politics. Kitchen <laughs> politics. I mean, because that's what they go through. Yeah. Right? And I have a privilege of working with a TV channel here in yeah. Canada as well. It's an Indian TV channel. So... Uh, some of the stars when we bring them back from India in Canada, mm-hmm. people who have grown up or some people who have immigrated, they get mobbed here as well. Yeah. So it's <laughs> crazy to see the yeah. kind of, uh, you know, uh, popular popularity that these oh, people have. Oh, so true. You know, when after I did the show, um, I 
like I, I was in the show and I took a break to come to my girlfriend's wedding over here. So this, this show, the production just gave me 10 days. And in 10 days, I had to leave. Uh, I had to leave India, come to Canada, attend the wedding and then go back. So oh, 10 days, not a lot. 10 days, right? yeah. yeah not not a lot sure. at all. But uh, what I did realize, it was a, um, that was sort of my time when I was like, oh my God, I think I've actually made it because there were people at my friend's wedding that would stop just normal people like at the reception, at the Mendy, at the Sangeet, stop and be like, oh, you're from that show, right? Because there was a big Gujarati population. My show is very popular with the Gujarati audiences and they were taking pictures with me and all of that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like outside of Canada and in my home city mm-hmm. to get that so sort in, of So instead of single head turn, you're getting double head turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who's pretty good? Oh my God, oh my God. she's a, that she is. <laughs> Oh what gosh. was it? What is the character's name? Monica. 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 Okay. I said, who's this pretty girl? Oh, that's Monica. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Which is also my mom's name. So oh. it was all serendipitous <laughs> for me. But they called me Mona on the show. I was like Mona Darling. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, you know, knowing the multi-talented you are, and you know, you there is a wanderlust in you. Like you want to do more and more. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure just being an <clears throat> actor on a TV show. There must be something, and you know, it was a very successful show. Yeah. But did you feel that I want to do something more than this, or just, or just wanted to be stuck for next thirty years doing the same thing? Not at all. So absolutely right that I didn't want to be stuck for the next thirty years just doing this. There's also, I mean, daily soaps are are lovely mm. in in many ways, and but as someone who's grown up over here, there's more, and it just even anybody really it doesn't matter where you've grown up it's just when you have a thirst for more and that for me was I needed more ways of expression and more ways as artistic expression and that's sort of how I got into spoken word and that was yes. you know a, a very um int- sorry a very pa- a passion project for me while I was here and then when I went there I saw that the atrocities that women faced and all that very, very prevalent. So what can I do as an artist at that point to make a difference? And, you know, I think that many people who get on a certain platform, I think they almost have a responsibility to use that platform for educating um, the masses, especially in India. So it was great. Like I, I that's what I did. And, and I also did theater, but I, the spoken word piece that I did, the rap against rape, that took off massively. And that was a, a really sort of trailblazer and game changer for a lot of the dialogue that was happening in India. Yeah. And that's what sort of satisfies me, you know, when you can actually do something that makes mm-hmm. a difference. We, we will touch that topic because I think that's you. Uh, I've seen your videos on, uh, uh, on online and yeah. it's fantastic. You know, we're going to ask her. <laughs> Definitely. Probably, uh, you know, request her to say that. Uh, yeah. uh, but before that... You know, uh, before you came, we were just discussing mm-hmm. that you had everything on your plate. Yeah. You had success, you had fame, you're becoming famous. And, you know, yeah. probably there were more projects for yeah. you on the way. Yeah. I mean, if you had waited for 30 years, you could have become a mother, <laughs> then politician. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the way the, it goes over there. No. Right? That's how the trajectory is. So, so we were discussing, you know, what is the one thing which brought you back to Canada? Family. Family and friends. I think living over there for eight years without them, it's not like it's London, you know, where it's just a five hour, six hour flight over. It's Bombay. And I was missing uh, my family's birthdays, weddings, 
people's births and every anniversaries, everything. And I'm, I have always grown up as a very family oriented person. And that's what I started missing. So I said, you know what, you're doing TV over there. Cool. It's been great. And all of that. Why not do it over here so that you're closer to your family? The market has opened up for brown skin Mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. So why not uh, come back, be closer to your family and friends and try your hand in North American television? Absolutely. That was going to be my question. So what have you started doing in Canada? Something where is the opportunity for us to see you? Now, on Canadian television, is there something in the pipeline? Well, there was something I did uh, last year, which was a Christmas movie. So that mm-hmm. released on December 12th. So perhaps it, it's on reruns on, um, I think it was on NBC. Okay. So that was nice. And then I did um, a, sh- a film called Rishta, which premiered at IFSA, oh, which okay. was the um, International Film, film Festival yeah, for yeah, South yeah. Asians South over Asia. here. Yeah. And uh, I did another short film project. So... I sort of started, you know, okay. last year I started and this was good because obviously for me, it's like coming to a whole new world again. Again, yes. And so also using your experience to create some new things out there. Exactly. So you touched upon this thing that uh, the market has opened up now yeah. for yeah. other ethnicities as well. Mm-hmm. How have you, in the last one year, how have you found the market now? How, what are the opportunities for probably some of our listeners yeah. who are trying their luck in this uh, yeah. area? How, how is it? I think that it is ripe right now. And I think that there are a lot of uh, avenues within our ethnic communities where they're having different, like, you know, uh, Indian idol or like singing superstars or dancing superstars. Or they're having a lot of these that uh, are big brands that have, whether they've come from, come from India here. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of opportunities to get into uh, this field now, I think, which is great. So definitely for your listeners to take advantage of that. I think in mainstream, it's also opening up. I did a few commercials on mainstream television, which was great. And um, I'm going to continue to explore. But something happened in the midst of all this. It sort of fell in my lap and sort of derailed me from entertainment to another um, another avenue, which is what I'm exploring right now. So, But, uh, you know, uh, Vega, um, again, we'll, we, we want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, but there's very important part I want to uh, uh, discuss with you. So there is a whole thing of uh, union versus non-union actors. So, mm. You know, there's always a clash of, you know, because yeah. I think because a lot of uh, people take advantage of that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, low budget, go for non-union. Yeah. You have little budget client is ready to pay, they go for the actor. actors. Yeah. So, you know. Tell us something more. What's this conflict and how that can be resolved? Because a lot of people are stuck in this. Should I? Shouldn't I? Yeah, I think so. I'm an actor member, so mm-hmm. I'm a union member now. I think though that I know I have friends of mine who have who are working so much. They're in fact working more than I was when mm-hmm. I was like fully into this in Canada, and they're non-union. So it all. Um, it all depends on what your your goal is, okay? If you want to be working consistently, I say don't sign up to be an actor member too soon because, yes, you then get limited in terms of what you can do because every project has to be an actor project. Mm-hmm. So build up your portfolio as a non-union actor, but definitely once you can and once you've built up your credits – absolutely go for a union i think that's one of the things that we have here that protects us i wish i had that in india i mean they had the 
the old, the film board. I can't remember what it was called. I was even a member. But this actor, the board actually works for you over here. Mm -hmm. So whether it's in benefits, which you, you know, you need as mm -hmm. an actor, mm -hmm. uh, they want you to do work. They're not trying to make it difficult for you to do work. So they actually have created a lot of different avenues for you to still uh, do non-union projects, right? So there's still options out there for uh, non-union actors, but definitely you get better rates as a union actor and uh, don't do it too soon though. That's my only piece I of advice. I think that's that's very important because you know, I, we met some artists who are yeah. like, too scared to be actors. Saying, if I become actor, nobody's going to hire me. So Yeah, so that's not the case. Once you have a great portfolio, hmm. of course it, it's difficult. Like anything is difficult, but the benefits of being an actor member, I think outweigh the... You get access to better jobs right yes. you get access to the top mainstream. tier mainstream the top tier sort of line yes. of work which you won't as a non-union no, actor yeah. so no. representation yeah. yeah yeah you know with the uh with the brands investing in multicultural marketing and yeah. advertising as well there's a lot of opportunity with them making separate commercials for mm -hmm. uh for minority yeah. populations as well there's a lot of uh opportunity for starting out in that field as well and mm -hmm. then later on as you said you build up your portfolio exactly. that ways and then yeah. makes a lot of sense and yeah. at the end of the day if you're dedicated if you're good at your craft you're going to get work mm -hmm. right so it's not whether you're union or non-union you will still get work like it might take a little bit of time yeah. but i think when you're non-union and you're meeting lots of people doing a lot of work that's how you build your connections you build your portfolio and then it's an easier transition into you being an actual member. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's like getting stuck between the devil and deep blue sea. Yeah. You know, especially <clears throat> for the ethnic community. Sure. So even the advertising and marketing, they really slash the budget. Yeah. So even uh, as a production house, you want to take some good models and actors. Yeah. Because of the budget, you're constrained to take something sure. which is like, you know, yeah. I'm not saying they are bad, but you no. know, oh, I wanted Upeka, but you know. Yeah, I, I, right. She's yeah. actor. I can't go for that. So mm. I'm going to go for someone else. Yeah. It happens. It does. But then, you know, you're not going to get the, um, the Handmaid's Tale audition as a non-union actor necessarily, or you won't get like the Suits audition necessarily, right? True, true. So that's, that's the only toss so up. Where, where are the opportunities, the new artists, emerging artists, <clears throat> or who are, who are living in the small cocoon of their own, yeah. they should look for? They should look for opportunities to A, be on screen, be on stage. So do improv. I think there's a lot of opportunities in Toronto to do improv. And I think that that really builds your skill as an actor. And I think you should try to do theater if you can, you know. And um, there's a different union for theater, like theater artists so before you even get to that do like I think that's equity yeah so do other stuff there's so many plays that happen and I think those really build your skills there's community plays there's ethnic plays you know multicultural plays so do those because first you got to build your skill as an actor and keep doing that very good advice uh, so let's take you to uh, what you are currently doing now how okay. come an actor and an artist who's worked for so so long is Working for the communication department of, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still linked to media, but it's yeah, yeah but it's yeah. like yeah. on the other side. It's, yeah. I know exactly. Tell how it happened so, and what are you doing? I uh, it just fell into my lap. I think, uh, you know, while I was shooting a, a you know, film. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I get a feeling she's too modest. Yeah. And she really works hard. <laughs> she's very determined, but she's like, oh, no, no, I just fell in my lap. It no, happened. Okay, no, no, no. I, I, you know what I hate? Nobody I hate... can be so successful. No. You know, what do you do? You're doing so I did, well. I didn't 
say yeah. that. It, okay, I did say that it's hard work. I hate it when people say, "Oh, I was just walking and I got oh, yeah, discovered." Oh yeah, I know that. That's that's, that's bull that, crap, complete, right? Complete, complete. Um, so that's why I did say that it is a lot of hard work. It wasn't just a stroke of luck, and exactly, I was like, yeah. you know, eight years that I dedicated in India for this, and not every every year was good. There were times when I had to count my pennies or mm. my rupees, you know, and I was just like, "What am I doing?" Blah blah blah. blah. So because as an artist, you go through those trials and tribulations, but you have to persevere. And I don't think enough people talk about the downtimes because you get depressed. You have no money. You have no projects. You're like, what the hell am I doing? I should just pack my bags and leave. But then you also have the stigma of shit. Like I haven't made it yet or I haven't done enough yet. Do I want to come back to my home? What am I going to like? Um, or, or like what face am I going to show everybody? Also for yourself. For yourself I am right? capable. Why, I'm, why am I not? So you go through that. And, and I think that that's a very important journey. So, but you have to persevere through it. Uh, but which is also why I said it's okay if dreams change because you could you could decide yo I don't want to be an art or I don't want to be an actress anymore I want to actually do like brand marketing or I want to be an Uber driver like yes, whatever absolutely. it is you can absolutely. do um, whatever it is that you want or I want to be a nurse who knows what it is uh, so going back to what happened to me I was honestly I was shooting a film and I'm no I was emceeing an event. I was emceeing an event and uh, a friend who had, I had met in Bombay who was also an actor, he came up to me. He was with an MPP at that time and he was like, Upeka, have you moved back? And I'm like, yeah, I think I have. He's like, you know what? The only thing that's going to satiate your sort of drive and your fire, if it's not acting, it's politics. And I said, oh, okay, no, I'm not ready for politics. That's not what I want to do. It's not yet 30 years. I know. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> been. Exactly. You skip being a mother. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. But it just sort of one campaign fell into my lap. And then just through, I went to Queen's Park and, um, you know, I interacted with some of the MPPs. Next thing I knew, I had an interview at PC Caucus Services. And I started work with them Two days a week, mm-hmm. two days say it, which I liked because I could do my acting and then I could also do this. It was in media, which is still my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. so it's fine. And I thought, you know, it's a great way for me to get my feet sort of wet again in the Canadian landscape, which mm-hmm. I haven't been in for the last eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, cool. Two days, it went to three days. Then from three days, they like they're like, you know, we really like your work. We want to create this special position for you. Can you do it full time? That was when I had to, I said, you need to give me time to think about this, right? So that was a big change for me. But I, like, I think we were just talking before we started the podcast. When something just sort of comes to you like that, my belief is if the universe brought it to you, go for it. Go for it. See what happens. And that doesn't mean my passion has died and I'm still doing some stuff on the, uh, on the side. But this is like a new passion and it's, it's really interesting now working for the government and working in media and really, you know, the government's realized that, uh, multicultural media is really important because mm-hmm. that's what Ontario's makeup is. That's what the GTA's makeup is. Twenty percent of the population yeah. is, yeah. you know, South yes. Asian uh, or you know, yeah, South Asian Chinese. Then Chinese are there, then the, there are yeah. other ethnicities. Exactly. As well. There's so many different ethnicities. Yeah. So yeah. if we're not talking to them, we're not servicing um, the people who voted for yes, us. Yes, yes, you know, of, you can't do a token service by meeting them or yeah. attending one festival, and you think, oh, they are. There, there yeah, are yeah, no. You actually have to interact with them so you know that's what i've been part of to make 
make that access to government um, more uh, open for multicultural. See, that's so fantastic. Yeah. You have an understanding of both the, you know, the, the community as well as the mainstream media. So yeah. That you you are that bridge which brings people together. Yeah, hopefully. <clears throat> yeah. Inshallah, I'm doing a good job over so, there right now. So, so, so did, like, you know, somebody knocked inside and says, you can be a politician too. <laughs> <laughs> I never say never. I don't know what uh, tomorrow or three years down the road. <laughs> I I personally think Tesh, that most of the politicians should be artists. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm telling my own reason. A, uh, you know, uh, they are very creative. Mm-hmm. B, they are very they are they are not biased. They yeah. don't have like you know pro and anti yeah. because they they are built for everybody. Yeah. So they always look at like. A mm-hmm. big uh, audience so that they're always a people's people yeah a person and uh, most of the artists are very good looking people want to look <laughs> at them yeah most of them like yeah, that's why yeah, you know, that's why they're the screen. on screen yeah. that's why yeah. people want to see so there are a lot of things and they genuinely bring something on board which is more creative and different because in their talent they want always striving to do something different something different so I think yeah yeah, yeah. go oh, for it Upeka thanks we'll do your campaign <laughs> thank you I'm you taking it out of it I'm hiring you guys for sure but Absolutely. I think I think you're, you're right I think um, as an artist you come with out of the box thinking yeah. right which I think uh, governments need regardless whatever party you're with governments need out of the box thinking that's one number two I think you also as an artist have an ability to connect with people because mm-hmm. that's what we do through our craft if we're unable to connect with our audience we're not being a good artist so to take that skill and then to be able to connect with the people that's really important right yeah. so i think that you know those skills are transferable that's why there's so many actresses that become politicians huh yeah uh, <laughs> and no, actors. no but you know a country like canada actually gives an opportunity mm-hmm. yeah you know so you know like if you see the kids going till the university you've been yourself yeah. Yeah. they're very liberal yeah and then they realize hey i got a little conservative also inside so yeah. i think it's, it's like actors bring that balance the, the balance. artists yeah bring the balance exactly. of both that's so important going forth yeah because i think and i think being a business person that also um helps because i understand how it is to run a business yeah. right and how it is to be an actor also and what you need to bridge that you cannot run a business on a deficit you cannot run a company or a household on a deficit so you have to make hard choices sometimes yeah. but to but you should also value the services that you're giving right and to yeah. bring that bridge that is that is my vision at least yeah it's right? like you know and our so, great canadian director james cameron yeah he brings you know creativity to a different level sure. and he makes money yeah you have to and that's what we were just saying or sometimes artists don't know how to bridge that uh, exactly. how to, you exactly. know take that bridge over how do you be an artist be and creative and market still, your you yeah. know brand in that sense so uh, upeka i'm sure uh, at this position where you're working mm-hmm. uh, you're currently putting in a lot of work you would have a lot of opportunity to help some of these uh, uh, community people as well uh, can they if they want to can they get in touch with you is there some uh, uh, you know some way that they if you would be open to uh, oh my gosh question. if anyone wants to get in touch with me ever like whether it's what whatever absolutely i'm on social media mm-hmm. um i'm on instagram at upeka u-p-p-e-k-h-a so that's very simple you can google me and then facebook so send me a message I, i'd be happy Fantastic. to um, awesome. you know help anyone i think mentoring is a big part of uh, the give back that you can do that's so fantastic society, you know you right? you've tasted success and let people know how they can do it yeah so you know we're going to go back 
besides opega i won't call an activist but uh, i know for the fact she's very passionate about yeah. certain you know, women issues. rights yeah. and yeah. Uh, especially the women who have been abused yeah. who go through trauma who don't speak up for themselves yeah. so she speaks for them mm-hmm. and uh, you know why don't we ask her what is the thing and what are you doing tell us about your spoken words uh it's a passion like you said for me and i think that what you touched on was exactly right the first one that i wrote which was rap against rape that was with the intent of of speaking i was in india which was a country that do- doesn't always let certain women speak you know they're, they're very progressive in some ways but and especially when it comes to being abused or being you know or rape or whatever it is it's happening and people aren't speaking up against it so it was about giving those women a voice and we had so many um calls and messages and and interactions with women who were like thank you so much because this has at least started the dialogue no one would talk about this yeah. and you know sometimes you have to be a bit sensational and you know be in your face for people to understand and i think do, doing that in a way that's not confrontational that's more like art it mm. it's nice you're like it bridges that that balance but i think you know when you can use art to make a difference that is very important to me so that i did there when i came to canada i did a piece that i sort of was bubbling in me from india which was just about uh perceptions over here and about having to always live inside this box of you have to be like you know you have to have um big lips and you know big hips and you have to have big eyes like whatever it is lashes and this and that you're bought lashes and you've bought your new boobs and you've bought like whatever like it's just too much yeah. sometimes people don't focus on the inner beauty they were so Absolutely. focused on external yeah. and i think when someone from the industry actually speaks up about that you know maybe it might have a bit more of a real impact because i'm like hey i do it too that's fine i'm not saying don't don't you know do your beauty regimens and don't take your selfies i'm not saying any of that do it but also realize that there's more than just external beauty and we have to focus on building our character and and you know building the inner beauty being a good person being kind um being generous being helpful these qualities matter so much more than how great my lashes are and how big my lips are and it, you do so much more in life with those and so. especially coming from an artist you know most of the artists especially women mm-hmm. they are scared that if i speak out you know i won't get more work or yeah. you know i'll be isolated true, but true. i'm saying hats off to you pega that Thank staying you. there in india you really came up with and it it created an impact and yeah. uh, tell us something about the your spoken words you know such a strong thing you made which really made which, impact for whoever saw that yeah so that was we didn't expect that to happen mm. at all we just said jala will do like this thing it's very passionate we'll put it online hopefully some people see it then overnight it became this viral sensation we had people from um Washington Post to the Wall Street Journal to Huffington Post to like people from Australia to London UK uh, London and UK is the same <laughs> but uh, Africa and the North America Canada AM start talking to us and all over India and i honestly think with that what happened then is there was such an eye on india at that point with the whole india's daughter and then this and there was pressure being put like people were mm-hmm. calling india the rape capital which i think was not necessary not necessary, but yeah. no yes, not yes, at all yes. necessary but you, i mean we're all in media we also know how things get spun Absolutely. and how yes. it gets sensational it's sensational everybody and that's, everyone yes. does it um 
And what, what started happening, there was all this pressure. And then soon what we saw is reform happening, reform happening in terms of laws and stuff like that. Yep. So that's why I really think when you do something and it makes an impact, you never know what can happen, right? Yeah. And we had some small part in helping that discussion, Absolutely. that reform to happen. Amazing. Yeah, every so drop makes it. an ocean. Yeah, right? every drop makes an ocean. So, yeah, so, so um Upeka, um, let me take you back a little bit from being an assistant brand manager mm-hmm. in Canada yeah. to going to Bollywood and then becoming a brand yourself now, <laughs> as we <laughs> were discussing you. some yeah. time ago. What is that, uh, you know, some people, we interview a lot of successful people and they have this uh, certain regimen or they have a certain routine. They, okay. have, they do some stuff. I won't say routine. It's They do some things which they stick by and and they probably you know do that is there something like that that you also have in your life something that probably our listeners could take a, as a as a learning from you know from your success because uh-huh. you have been successful and i don't know we don't Thank even <laughs> uh it's going to be really simple and some people might think it's way too simple and what is this chick talking about but this is what i've truly learned it's not what i've always done but this is what i do now and what i've learned be happy i think and it's so simple but do the things that make you happy which means that we have the heart and the mind right and we always struggle we we struggle with what the mind tells us to do but what we really want us what we really want to do uh follow your intuition and follow your heart meaning how do you feel if something makes you feel good happy successful go that way and let your mind figure out how to get you what you want don't make the mind the um sort of the ringleader make your heart the ringleader which is really weird and maybe it's too hokey but that's honestly what i think because when you're happy in life happiness breeds more happiness happiness attracts more happiness and that's i think my my mantra is to be happy and don't ever get stressed out about life because uh, that's the worst thing that'll derail you you know I think what you need to do instead of taking on the stress it's perspective shifts and learning how to shift your perspective so that you are in a good feeling place is what I do very simple and uh, uh, I don't know it's follow your heart you know I think yeah. she's saying don't follow your mind because mind will tell you don't do it don't do it because we're so conditioned yes, we're so with, with the way but, we've but been this is right this is wrong this is more financially viable this is not blah 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 exactly we're so conditioned and yes that's the way human beings are but I think that we are just we are this this society and this generation that is just too in our minds yes. we have to get out of our minds and realize that we were given a heart we were given like you know there's more um there's more cells in your heart than there are cells or organisms. I, I think it's cells in your heart than, mm-hmm. or connections. Sorry. There's more connections in your heart than there are actually in your brain. And no one actually realizes that. So there's more power in do, doing what your heart wants. No, uh, the point, absolutely the point that you uh, said that uh, if you take yourself out of that situation, you can probably, you know, have a different perspective mm-hmm. to those things and not be stressful. I remember, uh, you know, seeing the interview of an astronaut. And he said, when I go up in the space, as soon as the uh, the spaceship, it breaches the atmosphere and I can see the globe or yeah. the earth, it's like, you know, all the tensions and worries that I have back on earth seem to be very trivial. Mm-hmm. And 
in in, in this vast in this vast yeah, universe so true. earth is such a small planet small small tiny planet and, and then we put so much stress on our minds yeah. on you know i need to get a lamborghini i you know yeah. stuff like that i'm just yeah. saying no, get out so of the matrix yeah. yeah get out of that matrix yeah, right yeah, yeah. and so live your very, own yeah. life and yeah. live your own happiness and yeah, pers- yeah. With, very it's valid all advice very yeah. very yeah. small so, and you know success and failure is a part of life If exactly. if if your success didn't stay, that means even if failures are going to stay, so exactly. it's going to change. Yeah. So everything's going to change. Everything is malleable. So I think evolution is really important. So that's why, like, you have to continually evolve and find new things that make things work for you. But the one constant was to just follow, be happy, and follow your heart. Yeah. Mm. Abhika, can we request you to say a few of your spoken lines? Oh, jeez. Few okay. of them. I mean, uh, we don't want to say the whole thing. Yeah. It'd be really nice, you know. Oh my gosh. Um, Let me see. So the rap against rape was sort of ingrained in my head more so than my new one, though I would have loved to do my new one. But um, whatever you just love, a few lines would be really yeah, nice for us. Awesome okay, us. we're now known as the land of rapes. But did you ever wonder how this took shape? Don't shy away now. You're a part of this culture of lawyers who will kill and politicians who ban our will and all the other blood sucking b- vultures. We're a land of irony, of rampant misogyny. Stop that tweet and actually get up on your feet and help reform this mindset that for years has been preset that our women are nothing more than objects to be controlled. Oh, I forgot to be controlled, shut up, and used for sex. No boy, learn some respect. That was great to go, great to go, great to go. Like, you totally caught me off guard. No, there. no, but that's, that's nice. Right. That was very nice. It came from like, the heart. See, it's not real. It came from the heart. Yeah. <clears throat> so, would you like to say, to say something? You know, some uh, word of advice to the uh, to the artists. upcoming artists. To the upcoming this. artists. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, not always easy. But I think uh, what you learn is you learn to trust yourself because no one out there is looking out for you but you. You are your biggest advocate, and that's what you need to do. And don't be shy. Don't shy away from tooting your own horn. I think that was one of the biggest things. I never used to be, um, you know, say, "Oh, well, I've done this and I've done that." But sometimes you need to do that for people to actually realize. what you've done in life i don't mean be obnoxious no okay? no no but this is actually what you have done yeah, so not so, saying that i've done and there's nothing there but yeah, that's the fantastic so, thing so you know you, you've got to speak you've got to be your own advocate because you are the one who believes in yourself the most and uh i would say go for it follow your dreams be okay with malab- be okay with evolution of your dreams as well mm-hmm. and um i think that uh, the biggest thing is to follow your heart and stay happy so only do things until they make you happy if they're not making you happy figure out how to switch things around do a gear shift do a mind shift whatever it is because the biggest thing for you to do is to find your happiness that was our spoken word she didn't realize that <laughs> <laughs> so tesh what do you what do you think we learned today with from upeka i think uh, the simplest thing she put it in such a simple word uh, be happy that's that's the most uh, important part that she uh, said in the entire interview but i would uh, definitely urge the listeners to repeat the podcast again once yes, and twice yes. so that they don't miss out on some of those yeah, she she points. really gets some very valuable tips you know and, and it's for so free <laughs> free generally people don't they keep it to themselves she's opened a heart yeah. guys like you know follow your dreams follow your heart don't give up and you know there will be adversities in there life there will be there, there will be trials adversities there will be failure but that's okay that's make you stronger and you know you figure out your way everything is a lesson that can be learned so even if you're going through stress or if you're going through a hard time your perspective shift should be what have i learned from this and how can i apply that to go further so mm-hmm. that's it perfect
lovely having you uh, at Thank our studio, you. Upekha. So, um, Kese, any last words of, of wisdom? Oh no no I'm still imbibing all the wisdom and uh, no no it was great talking to her and I think uh, every time uh, we talk to people and there's a new perspective come which uh, you know I as a person I like to learn and I'll keep taking that and you know saying okay that's that's a point I'm missing so I urge all our listeners to uh, realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel but you need to keep moving and uh, on that note uh, i think uh, the glamour quotient of our office today has also increased today <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. uh, for some of the audience uh, uh, they cannot see uh, you know uh, the interview today but uh, but definitely if somebody wants to pro- probably potential suitors if they want to get in touch with you <laughs> slide into my dms people slide into my dms yeah. <laughs> okay awesome so let let's repeat your uh, twitter my handle handles? yeah so it's at upeka u p p e k h a so that's for uh that's for instagram i'm not so active on twitter but that's also my twitter handle and facebook is upeka jane u p p e k h a j a i n awesome so it was great chatting with upeka kese as always thanks a lot uh, upeka for coming in thank yeah. you for having me for the and today. uh Um, watch for our next episode. You're going to find another interesting artist talking to you in on Artist Unplugged. And uh, as as we say in Canada, bye bye, au revoir. Au revoir, à bientôt. See you soon.